Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter, and me, Courtney Fogel. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, on today's episode we're going to be doing another podcast about diversity, but this time it's going to be a little bit of a different twist. So we're going to talk about kind of the media, um, the LGBTQ community, and I have two guests with me here today. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, my name is Caden Grinwis. Uh, I'm the digital director here at 834 Integrated Communications, and I also sit on the board of directors for the Grand Rapids Pride Center. And I'm Thomas Pierce, and I am the executive director at the Grand Rapids Pride Center. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yes. this is an important conversation, and... I'm happy to be part of it. So Definitely. let's kick it off with why do you think the media misrepresents people of color in the LGBTQ community? Sure, I'll take this one. Um, and you'll have to forgive my voice, I'm kind of losing it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't, speaking from experience, and I can't obviously speak um, to, you know, the people of color, um, but as a queer and trans person, mm-hmm. um, you know, I really don't believe that, for the most part, people have ill intent. Um, and I don't think that the media is trying to misrepresent. I don't think they're consciously making moves, you know, to hurt those communities. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think it comes down to a matter of education uh, and awareness um, about those communities. You know, myself, as a trans person, I came out about four years ago. Okay. Uh, and before that, I... I had no idea what it meant to be a trans person. I had no idea, you know, what the terminology was. I had no idea, you know, how... I had so many misconceptions about it. Um, And I had been a member of the LGBT community before that. Mm -hmm. Um, So even as a member of that community, there are parts within that community I had no idea about. Um, So I really think, you know, I can't really hold other people to a different standard. so again, I really think it comes down to just a, a lack of education, um, to no fault of their own. But mm-hmm. yeah. to follow up on that, how do you think we could, as a society, fix that? Like, help with the education? I think I don't know that there's a lot of. Um, there's definitely not quick fixes. Um, it doesn't. Uh, there's no light switch that's going to turn on and off, and it's going to be done. Um, I think there are a lot of deep rooted. Um, uh, like scars and a lot of trauma based in racism and the intersectionality with that with the queer community and um, also I'm a white queer guy for all you podcasters out there and um, but so I also can't speak from the point of a, a person of color but I from having worked with people of color and we have closely with them I know that it's it's not something that is okay we did this and, and we're good it takes a lot of representation and it takes like hiring practices and who you're putting in front of a screen and and who you're interviewing you know when you when you watch cnn or any other kind of news outlet and you're seeing who they're interviewing about issues like this if you're interviewing a bunch of white people it doesn't work you know and so um and so and and also making sure the the people of color that you are interviewing you're not tokenizing them right Mm -hmm. like they they shouldn't be your be all say all to the, the um to the African-American and Latinx communities. And so just being very purposeful about the decisions that are being made. Yeah. When I think about relationships too, I mean, even at a a very personal level, you know, from the media, having those relationships 
to Thomas's point, you're not tokenizing and calling somebody out tomorrow to ask him yep. you know, to, to be on camera, but do you have that long-standing relationship with those groups? Are you getting coffee with them? Yep. Are you hitting the pavement? Are you having those conversations? Mm -hmm. Are you still engaging them yeah. even when um, racism is not the hot topic? Right. You know, like, are they still a part of your discussion? Right. No matter what the topic is. Okay. Because race and sexuality and gender identity intersect with almost any topic you're going to have on right. race. And so, oftentimes yeah. it's like, it's forgotten yeah. that that, that it counts. Yeah. 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 So a lot of times, like, there's stereotypes in the media. Um, how do you think as a PR professional, we could talk with journalists to try to help them not do that? You know, again, I think this one also comes back to education relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's, you know, again, grabbing coffee, having that honest conversation, sharing resources, sharing personal connections, um, really just hitting the ground um, and building those relationships where you can. And if you're going to be an ally, just really be an ally, because we talk about what an ally is a lot. Um, and it's not, for us as an organization, it's not during the month of June you're an ally and the other 11 months you're not an right. ally, you know, or you're not as engaged as an ally or not doing the advocacy work or coming out um, to like informational events or educational events. It's, it's a, it's a 365 day job mm -hmm. of being an ally, yeah. you know, and it can't, it doesn't begin and stop somewhere. Right. Well, I think part of, part of being an ally to Thomas's point is, you know, if you're seeing elements of misrepresentation in the media, um, and you're talking to reporters and such, you know, not being afraid to have that conversation and call that out. I mean, respectfully and educationally for sure, but again, as an ally, that is part of that role is to say, hey, raise a flag where it's appropriate um, yeah. and, and have those conversations. Even when it's not popular. Like I was, I was on Facebook yesterday and there was a, a friend of ours um, who we work with and she didn't like that movie Dumplin' on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And everyone loves that movie, right? Like, <laughs> and I liked it too. Right. And it wasn't until she started talking about how that movie uses um, a very classic structure of queer and people of color propping up a heterosexual person um, and making them the star. And it's like, that's an interesting point. And then you start going through all these movies and I'm like, oh, that's representation in the media. And it's not something I even picked up on, but this person and that, and Dumplin' is a very popular movie, yeah. you know, but, um, but it's just stuff like that and being willing to say something mm -hmm. when you know you're going to get feedback, you know, and mm -hmm. so, and possibly negative feedback. So yeah. I, think, I think that's important. That part. is. I definitely, when I watched that movie, I picked up on it, but yeah. I didn't, but it like, it was like, I just thought it was another aspect of like the characters, yeah. but that can become a problem when it's yeah. being, it's being constantly yeah. redone. There's always some queer person there helping the straight person right. achieve their goal, you know? And so, yeah, it's very classic. I'm going to have to watch that. You should. It's actually, I mean, it's good, but when you start looking into stuff like that. Yeah. It's interesting. As PR professionals, do you have any advice for combating racism within our organization? I think it's a lot of what we said. Like, it, uh, being purposeful about what you're saying, who you're involving in conversation, who you're hiring, mm -hmm. um, and and taking taking away those um, like those like barriers. implicit biases, yeah. you know, and like filters because we all have them, even if right. we don't think we do, we do, um, and so. I think being very purposeful about that mm -hmm. is important. All right, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the GR Pride Center. All right. So what's your mission? What do you guys do? 
So our mission at the Pride Center is to empower LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. um, we do that through supportive services, advocacy, education, and awareness. Okay. Um, so we have been around for for 31 years this year. Um, so we start, we were um, put together in 1988, and so in May 2019, it'll be our 31st birthday. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. We've been around for a while. Providing support for the LGBTQ community is important. So what are some ways that you offer support? Um, we run a lot, like kind of like the foundation of what we do is we run um, social and support groups. Okay. So we have 10 different social and support groups um, that are run throughout the month, throughout the week. Um, every week we have between three and four that are run on a weekly basis. And then on a monthly basis, there are at least 10 okay. um, like different groups. I think total number of sessions is probably close to 40 or 50. Um, so that's a youth group, which is our largest group that's been running since like 1989, 1990. Mm -hmm. um, that's up to between 45 and 50 kids a week at the Pride Center. Um, we have a young adult group, which is for um, young people who are a little older, men's group, women's group, um, a youth and uh, queer and trans youth of color group, which we started that's hosted by HQ. Um, uh, a cross-dressers group, an own your gender, which is our gender non trans and gender non-conforming group. We're starting a trans youth group, which starts this Sunday, actually. Um, yeah, so there's a lot going on. So there's something for everyone. Yes, almost, yeah. yeah. What are ways that you personally get involved in the community to help educate? Well, for me, it's my job. And so we do a lot of training. Um, we have developed kind of a large master training that organizations will come to us and then we'll kind of like pare it down and customize it for them. Okay. And so we do a lot of that in the community nowadays. Um, going and talking to businesses that are looking to develop inclusive practices and policies and saying, what does this look like? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, talking to other organizations, student groups, classes. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you know, partnerships is a really important yeah. you know, facet of our organization. So part of what that looks like for us day to day, you know, even those of us like myself who have a different job, um, right, and we're a, a volunteer board, um, we are still day in and day out like, working to build relationships with other organizations in the communities. Um, so that's, you know, again, sitting down and having coffee with people. It could be you know, jumping on panels for different mm -hmm. uh, events uh, in the area, but always just trying to build that relationship and get the awareness out. Okay. How is the Pride Center funded? Many different ways. Um, a large part of our funding comes from Pride Festival. So we put together every year Grand Rapids Pride Festival, which um, this year takes place on June 15th um, at Calder Plaza. Um, it has grown significantly in just the last five years. I think in 2012, 2013, we had like 900 people there. And last year, in 2018, we had about 11,500. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's become a big event for us. And as, as we grow and as it grows, we have to learn to kind of put on a big event. But that's probably about half of our budget right there. Okay. And then uh, most of the other funding comes from some grants and then a lot of donations. Okay. So we talked about allies a little bit. How do you approach communicating to allies and members of the LGBTQ community? I think we. I think we. Good question. Yeah, I think we do. I don't. I don't think we differentiate it. Yeah, like I, we don't. We don't put out two different messages. Mm -hmm. um, we we put out one message. It's the same message no matter who we're talking to. We get a lot of allies that are saying that will come in and say, "Hey, can I come to this group? I'm an ally." And while that's nice, we say no, you know, like people um, within our community need spaces where they don't need to 
educate somebody mm-hmm. or feel like they need to educate somebody, right? Like they need a space to be amongst people like themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, any other time, events, um, fundraisers, uh, panels, outreach events, we allies are always welcome to come. We all, and we usually have a very large turnout of allies. Allies are our partners, you know? Like we, we will first and foremost partner with a queer business or a queer organization owned, run, um, but uh, but that we're not limited by that, and a mm-hmm. lot of our partners are with ally organizations and ally community members. Okay. Do you have any advice for allies just in general, like how to be an ally? I would say, you know, to, to our points when we opened this about education, um, you know, do some of your own research yeah. and educate yourself however possible um, before you rely on the community to educate you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first-hand experience is great, and some individuals are going to be more more willing and able to share their stories than others, but definitely don't work on that assumption and, and try to do some of that work on your own. Yeah, I think, I mean, you can walk into the Pride Center any day, and we will, you can ask us any question. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's part of what we're there to be. But um, don't assume that your queer friend or your queer um, friend who is a person of color is um, automatically obligated to educate you and make you a more informed person because they're not. Um, If you find that person that is, that's wonderful, but don't assume that that's the case. Um, Like Caden said, do your research because that's important. Yeah, definitely. What are some tactics that you use to encourage diversity and inclusion? I think, um, you know, we hit on a minute ago, but partnerships is, is yep. like the biggest one that comes to my mind. Um, you know, we're, we are very intentional about who we partner with yep. and, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of sponsors we want to work with. Um, and we really make sure to work with the right people mm-hmm. um, and bring the right people to the table. Um, you know, it, from a board perspective as well, I mean, we have historically been a predominantly, you know, Caucasian board, um, something that we are actively working on. Um, so we are... You know, again, not tokenizing, but we're trying to open the conversation and trying to make sure we're being impactful about what communities we're talking to um, and in, in engaging a more diverse audience. Yeah, and I think that a, a lot of like the organizations and businesses we work with, um, they'll contact us and they, they might say, you know, we are owned by an open-minded and inclusive person or group of people and we don't discriminate and we're all good. And it wasn't until they had someone that needed to transition on the job or that came out on the job and was having some difficulties with their coworkers that they were like, we actually have no policies and procedures in place to protect these people. Mm-hmm. And you can say you're as accepting and inclusive and um, we won't tolerate that as much as you want, but until it's in writing and you can, and they have like that teeth that, to defend themselves or you have the teeth to discipline someone that it's not being as open and inclusive it doesn't really matter you can talk as much as you want but um but but policies and procedures and expectations set your baseline about how your employees and your members and your audience is gonna are gonna work right yeah. if you're saying it but you're not doing it yeah. then it doesn't count. Yeah. Yep. yeah definitely do you have anything else you want to add about the pride center and what you guys do um, you know, we, we're branching out. I think we're growing. We're trying to grow as much as we can within our limited capacity. There, there are only two of us there right now and a handful of interns. And so um, anyone that's interested in volunteering, please come seek us out. Come to Pride Festival and see what we're about. It's a great event. It's a lot of fun. We're there all day. Um, and so, um, yeah, and just, you know, if, 
if you have any questions and and want to ask them, call the Pride Center. You don't have to give a name, you know. Like you could just call and ask, and someone will answer. Yeah, I was going to say any question you have. Yeah. Do not be afraid to stop yeah. in the door. Yeah. You know, to, uh, to Thomas's point, everyone who's who's there is great human. You know, they're they're there to answer questions and provide resources. Yeah. Um, so whether you are an alley or you know a person within the community looking for resources, I mean, that should be your first stop. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you guys for thank being you. with me yeah. and talking about this. And yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you it's very much. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA. And check out the show notes for this episode on GVPRSSA.com.